And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rum Wings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday. Happy weekend to you all. I wish I could fish out here, but there's a drought. The water is dropping. <laughs> so I am not fishing out here in the desert. Um, it's pretty bad out here. I don't know wherever else you guys are at, but take advantage. If you're a fisher, get out there, get on the lake, take your kids out. Um, I'm sure the weather is just as beautiful anywhere else, but man, we got a couple of things to talk, talk about today. Um, so we're going to finish off this podcast talking about the Miami Dolphins. Um, I have some points that I want to make about, um, just the outlook in the future. I think that it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, this season ends up and who are the winners, who are the losers. Um, and I'm not just talking about, you know, playoff situation. I'm really talking about, you know, what, what kind of upside are we really going to be seeing from this team, right? Um, that's going to challenge the Bills to an AFC East title. I, I touched upon that a little bit, right, um, last week, but I want to focus more intently on the defensive line, and then we'll talk about that with the schedule later on. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get started here, guys. Um, Obviously, Tavon Austin, Tavon Austin, excuse me, getting signed by the Buffalo Bills is, I think, a solid move at depth. You know, you never want to see skill players go down and not have a similar skill player fill that void. And and that's something that if you guys were watching a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Hump Day Hotline where I joined Joe Miller on Buffalo Rumblings on YouTube, that was something that I really touched upon. Look, I understand we're not going to have Stefan Diggs number two, right? Lined up behind him. But what we can do is treat whoever is behind him the same way. In practice, right? And in minicamp, all these things that are leading up into the season, getting them used to, whether if it's Gabe Davis, Jamison Crowder, I don't know. Obviously, we're not going to know until the season starts. Uh, who's going to be at that position, they need to be groomed and ready to fill that void. And and I kind of feel that way um, with this Tavon Austin, Tavon Austin, excuse me again, <laughs> uh, signing because you look at what the Buffalo Bills did in utilizing Isaiah McKenzie throughout the year and re-signing him. And then, lo and behold, Tavon Austin comes to Buffalo and, you know, he's 31, still, I think, Plenty of gas left in the tank to have an impact to help the Bills on a Super Bowl run this year. And it's going to be interesting, right? This is what you want to see the Bills continue to do. These sneaky signings that we kind of look at, we read on our phone whenever, I guess we're going and getting some coffee or we're grocery shopping, we're at work, we go, huh, cool. (laughs) You know, like that's great. I I think um, we're probably done with the big splashes for a little while, but this is what you like to see. Um, trying to match the speed mentality that the Buffalo Bills are going to have to deal with. Look, Miami, you know, obviously we're going to talk about him later, uh, has Waddle. You know, Gisecki, I think, is a very solid, quick, strong tight end. And obviously with Tyreek Hill, Mostert, they, they are utilizing speed at pretty much every position they can. And, um... That's what the Buffalo Bills, I think, are doing as well, right? And it's, it's cool to see that. I think Tavon Austin, as the f- for the first time in his career, is going to play with a quarterback that 
I think is going to really complement him more specifically, right? You look at his past teams, and I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers didn't do that, but I will say that the spotlight was not there enough for Tavon Austin to get more opportunities. I think when you look at this Bills roster and we don't have a solid number two, I think the ball's going to be distributed a lot. And this gives Tavon Austin a chance. Um, Obviously, you know, I think not only at wide receiver that's going to happen, but you look at what's going to happen in the return game. Um, If the Bills defense obviously plays as solid as last year, we're going to see punts. We're going to probably see him in the punt game, in the kick return game. So it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize him. I'm excited about it. Obviously, he was a player that was very sought after when he was drafted back in, I believe, 2013. Uh, and and look, honestly, he, he is one of those gadget players we're looking at to add to this um, stellar offense. And, you know, he recorded over 900 yards from scrimmage only in one season. So it's not like he's going to give you that, you know, pop that, you know, it comes off the screen every single game. It's probably going to be one of those things where he's he's going to be utilized kind of like a Ferrari, like we talked about last week with certain players. So, yeah, that's out of the way. Let's talk about this defensive line, man. I have been so excited to talk about the defensive line because um, <clears throat> this is probably the best defensive line the Bills have had since Mario Williams, Marcel Darius, and Kyle Williams lined up at the four-man front when Doug Marone coached, um, you know, years back. And this is going to be a very interesting group to watch cement. And you're wondering, right, did the Bills just sign Von Miller because they couldn't get Chandler Jones? And a lot of us sit here and we contemplate that. Like, no, like he... You know, they, they, they definitely, this was the guy all along. And we'll see, right? Because if this was the guy all along, I think he's going to take this defense, which I am optimistic about, to, the, to a whole nother level. And you look at, you know, Tim Settle, right? Acquiring him. You look at Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, Shaq Lawson, Boogie Basham, I just, I want to stop there for a second. I can keep talking about the rest of these guys that are filling the depth, but here, here is the situation at large. The Buffalo Bills defensive line completely reloaded. And they are ready. Like, I don't think we have seen in a very long time. I think this group is going to be better than they were with that Mario Williams group. I think a hair better. I'm not going to say they're going to be that um, consistent right off the bat, but definitely a hair better. And, and that's a really, really good defensive line for what the bills need to accomplish. Right. And, and this is what, this is what this whole conversation is about. Can this group elevate the defense to a level we have not seen yet? Because you look at it's, it's frustrating, right? The contract situation with Jordan Poyer stinks because the Bills had to reload the defensive line again. Let's say we got production out of Jerry Hughes, the rest of those guys last year, you know, Star Latulale, and Ed Oliver, maybe Gregory Rousseau has a stronger year. I don't know. 
probably not looking at a hard decision at re-signing Poe right now, right? Trying to figure out the cap. The Bills have over six guys that are key players on this team whose contracts end next year. It's going to be very dicey, but this is what the Bills had to do, and this is what teams do when they're trying to figure out the minute upgrades they believe they need to do to get over the hump and get into the Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals did not do a whole lot to upgrade. They got a solid guy on the defensive line to help get pressure. Well, two. Um, they weren't star names. They got what they needed to get pressure when they needed. And their offense was consistent. We have seen that when this offensive line in Buffalo does play consistent and they get consistency out of that group, where I'm talking about they have no worries about switching guys around from game to game, right? The offense is extremely explosive and consistent. The issue at large that we finally have hit the nail on the head now is just getting a guy that you know is going to produce what you need to get stops. And I think that's been the thing, like whenever you see the Bills in the third and short situation, you kind of start biting your biting your nails off, right? And I feel like that's been that way for a very long time because of the way the offenses have evolved. I think now the Bills are totally ready and suited for that third and short and even fourth and short situation. And it comes off of being able to seal the edge. A lot of times, you know, they're not running these ISO runs on Buffalo. What they're doing is they're swinging out a guard and they're trying to figure out how they can break the edge off. And once you break the edge off, there's a ton of pressure on on your nose tackle to make the right finesse move, right? Whether if it's spinning around, whether if it's getting getting off of someone's arm and, and pulling through, it's a ton of more pressure on them. And that's why I don't think there should be a ton of pressure on Ed Oliver going into this year. I think that he did everything he possibly could and still came off the screen explosive if you were just watching them um, all game. Ed Oliver got in there several times. It's just when you can't seal the edge, these guys that are six foot whatever running the football, they're going to probably start averaging four to six yards a carry on, on the Bills. Some games it was terrible. It was even more. But if we're going to be honest now, there aren't any excuses, right? I think Gregory Rousseau is going into his second year. He is a behemoth. He is learning the nuances of the game. Um, I believe at lightning speed now with Von Miller in there. And I think Boogie Basham is in there too. Um, really soaking all of this in. What happens if Von Miller pulls gold out of Boogie Basham or Gregory Rousseau? Then we're good. We have at least one guy for the future to help seal the edge. And I'm talking beyond three years. And that's something that the Bills have struggled with for a very long time. You're talking about sealing the edge for pass rush and for the running game. 
You've noticed a lot of these quarterbacks that like to waltz around and throw the football 40, 30 yards down the field because they can get around the edge. That's, that's, that's pretty much the reason why. We haven't had a guy that can stop that. You look at what happened with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you are desperate as hell when you got Mario Addison playing a QB spy. That should not be happening. Whoever is rushing the passer for the Buffalo Bills should not be a spy on Patrick Mahomes. This isn't Madden, right? Forget all the video game, whatever knowledge you have. That doesn't work in real life. It's really hard to win one-on-one. And the Bills finally have guys that can do that. And if you look at the way the season begins, it's almost like the perfect warm-up. The entire left side of the offensive line of the Los Angeles Rams is chalked. They are going to struggle mightily against Buffalo, at least for the first half of that football game. Or the Bills are going to have to figure it out in the second half of the football game if they start getting the ball out quick screens, you know, whatever creative stuff that Sean McVay likes to do. What we do know is that the proof is in the pudding, right? We saw Sean McVay and Sean McDermott go toe-to-toe in Buffalo during COVID season, and the Bills edged it out. And this was them without Von Miller. They are without Von Miller again. Now, this is the Bills with a superb defensive line that's going to go up against a guy who, for the most part of his career, is extremely tough, right? Had fragile moments throughout his year, throughout his year, excuse me, in, in Detroit. But the moment that he goes to a team that has great talent, a great defense, and can help him steadily figure out what to do offensively. I'm talking about Matthew Stafford. He's dangerous. And you got to get him on the ground. And it's going to be a huge confidence booster for the Buffalo Bills if they can get Matthew Stafford on the ground and possibly win that game by 20, 30 points. That's the only way they're going to win that by that margin. There's, there's no other way. And their running game is going to struggle mightily if that left side does not get figured out. But we know McVay, right? How much was he down in that game? So I'm not going to count them out on a 20, 30-point lead. What I am going to say is the defense is way better than it was those years back, two years ago, excuse me, where the Bills had a dominant lead and just it just felt like quicksand was happening. And then foul came here, fourth fourth down conversions came there and then Josh Allen willed the Bills into a win um, with a touchdown pass to Tyler Croft. So it's just, I am hoping this is the year that the defensive line can learn and figure out how to freaking close games because it is very irritating when the Buffalo Bills drop 24 points, have a 20 point lead and they can't get the quarterback on the ground in the second half. They started to figure out themselves defensively. We know this last year going against 
Tom Brady in Tampa. All they did was get pressure. And they forced Brady to go to a read he wasn't comfortable with. That's all the Bills have to do now. Josh Allen is going to get you your points. Stephon Diggs is going to get separation. These young guys got to grow. These new guys got to gel and gel quick. Because the Bills are going to be on literally the international stage for the entire season. Number one, in Vegas, betting as Super Bowl favorites. Like, when's the last time Bills fans could say that? It's it's insane, right? And we're looking at this position group like, what what else can they do? What else can they do to elevate this team? They got to develop the talent. And I'm going to close on that point with the defensive line. And I talked about that last week with uh, the wide receiver group. um, Well, a couple weeks ago with the wide receiver group with Gabe Davis. And look, man, like we cannot have these years of drafting these guys so high and they do not develop like that needs to start happening, man. This could be the year that we see the best AJ Epinesa. I really hope so, because it would really benefit this team. But I don't want to see what happened to AJ Epinesa happen to Gregory Rousseau and Boogie Basham, and then we're blaming them for not developing. No, we're going to blame the coaching staff, and that's that. I don't really see it see it any other way. If you're drafting them that high... It's your responsibility to develop them at least within three years. All right. Now let's talk about, obviously, the topic that is always on everyone's mind because it is going to be a hotter topic closer, the closer and closer we get to this season beginning. And it is the AFC East division and how the Bills are going to handle business. Will they handle business? We all believe it will be relatively easy as long as we can get pressure and we force Tua into throwing the ball into angles and situations he's not comfortable with. And and here's, this goes into my point. You can throw the ball deep. It's not about that. You see, if you look at the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL in history, the one thing you see from them is knowing what angles of approach to have for their number one guy. For example, Julian Edelman was never the fastest, strongest, agile, durable guy in the NFL. But my God, whenever he got going, for some reason, you could never stop his connection with Brady. I am here to sit and believe that I do not believe that Tua Tagovailoa is going to know how to figure out to throw the ball to Tyree Kill. It's not going to be, oh, I'm just going to throw it to him because he's quick enough on the slant, on the drag, on on the streak. It's not going to work like that. On the fade, it's not going to work like that. The connection he had with Patrick Mahomes was so special that we 
even as Bills fans, are going to remember and reminisce on what that was like. And as fo- I'm a football fan, I'm going to miss it. I'm not going to miss when the Bills play them, <laughs> right? But I'm going to miss watching that. Because now Patrick Mahomes only has Juju Smith-Schuster and and McCole Hardman to really rely on at that wide receiver position to get the job done. We'll see what Valdez-Scantling does without Aaron Rodgers. But the fact is, that's a big deal for Tua. And they're, they're showing all these videos of him throwing it deep and he's getting really defensive. Well, guess what? You're defensive because you're offended. And you're offended because you're insecure. And you're insecure because you don't believe you're going to really figure it out all that quick this season. They could probably figure it out in the next two to three years. I mean, hell, they signed him for a cup for, for a four-year deal. But the reality of the situation is this is Miami. They have shown over and over again that they can be very dysfunctional. Brian Flores is a great coach. You just let him walk out of there and think you're going to bring some random running offense aficionado to figure out how to make Tua a better quarterback. You're crazy. And even if even if he does, what's the ceiling? Week to week, teams get more and more tape on you on what you're trying to do differently, and you better hope you have attributes that help you escape those situations that they're trying to exploit. That's what makes Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and even Justin Herbert special. I haven't seen that from Tua yet. Devontae Parker was not a bad wide receiver. He is going to do way better in New England. That's just my opinion. Like, if we're going to constantly have this discussion about Miami, about this division, there's something that Josh Allen has shown in his growth that I thought, it's there's no next step anymore. It's The shit was done, excuse me, for, for I don't know how long. I, I'm tired of that conversation. There's no more next step. The next step, if you want to even call it the next step, is just winning a chip. That's it. Like, fact of the matter is Josh Allen knows how and where to throw the football for his guys. But that's also the wide receiver's responsibility to, to, to literally teach their quarterback and show them, hey, this is how I like the football thrown to me. This is where I like it thrown, and this is why. Because in XYZ position, this time in the game, whenever I need to make this play on this route, like I need the ball there. It's, it's very detailed. If you ever watch any documentary, any interview with any great wide receiver, they always talk about in their greatest years with their favorite quarterback, man, they just knew where to throw the football and how to put it on me. That was it. Bring up uh, something a little spicy to talk about. <laughs> it's not spicy, but it's, it's funny spicy. You look at what Michael Pittman said about Matt Ryan. I'm not going to repeat what he said, but what he basically said was, yeah, um, he knows exactly where to throw the football, why, when, where, how, and it is amazing. 
Carson Wentz did not give you that. Carson Wentz kind of make plays with kind of made plays with his leg and relied heavily on that running game. And so now they're a team that's going to be interesting to watch. But I'm just talking about that aspect of the game is very huge that I think is going to be the minute detail that we're going to see games where Buffalo plays Miami probably why there's a 15 to 20 point deficit. That's why. Those two to three touchdowns, it's all about the when, where, why, how the ball got there. I haven't seen that from Tua. It's not about, again, throwing it 80 yards. It's how accurate and how quick it gets there in 80 yards. Guys, this was another episode of Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Again, I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the veterans and all the first responders out there, I salute you. Thank you so much for everything you do. I'm one of you, so I... I always have my heart out for you on this podcast. We are going through an interesting time, to say the absolute least, in this country. Um, just be safe out there. And if you know anybody that's in the military or a first responder, you know, thank them for their service. You know, show love to them. Um, from Steve here on Buff Hub. Again, guys, go Bills. <laughs>